Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the show. Let them play ball is the name of the show. Glad you could join us today. Got a special guest. Every time I say I got a special guest, I mean it. I really do have a special guest. I'm a guest in his home. But before we go there, the name of the show is Let Them Play Ball. For those of you who may be new, first time tuning in, Let Them Play Ball is a show that focuses on, our tagline is learn the game behind the game. And what we want you to do is understand that well, it's just not everything you think it is, and you don't know as much as you think you do. And what you do know, well, quite frankly, it may be wrong. So we want to try to demystify that. We want to try to bring you uh, to a place of, uh, well, knowledge, make you more knowledgeable. We want to kind of erase the ignorance so that you can take the right path, make the correct decisions for your child, for yourself, and for your career. Um, for the most part, this show is going to be one where we, this special guest, and we're going to get to him in a minute, well, he's been around much longer than pretty much everyone that's probably listening as far as evaluating talent. Uh, uh, he's been to some games that, for the most part, I just looked at some of his, uh, some of the pamphlets and some of the magazines he had, uh, some of the programs he had from certain games. He, he's seen it all. He's, he, if he hasn't seen it all, he's seen it quite a lot. So without further ado, I got someone to help me demystify uh, basketball here in Kentucky, and I'm at his home. Thank you for having me. Clark Francis. Clark Francis, thanks a lot for, for, for letting me be a part of your home and, and be a part of your life right now because I know you're a busy man. You just came back from the Final Four. Um, you've been doing this for a long time. You've been uh, ranking and evaluating talent. You know basketball quite well. Um, tell me a little bit about you, how you got into this, Clark. When I was a kid, my dad took me into basketball and football practices for the University of Louisville, and he was a fan. And 1972, I just show you uh, – uh, some Final Four programs. I've got every Final Four program since 1973 and duplicates of most. But in 1972, we went to the conference playoff in the regional and uh, did not go to the Final Four in Los Angeles. Bill Walton was a sophomore, undefeated team. My dad's like, it's going to cost too much money, too far to go. Okay. Not going to win. So I was disappointed. So I saw an ad in a Louisville football program that next fall. Final Four tickets for St. Louis, uh, 1973. So I sent in and got my dad two tickets for Christmas. And <laughs> we went to the Final Four. And, and the day of the championship game, my dad wants to go take the tour of Anheuser-Busch. And I'm like, Dad, the UCLA players are hanging in our lobby. Why would we want to go anyplace else? So I was actually around the UCLA players, the official tra travel party. There were a few fans, but it wasn't the circus it is now. Right. So how do you not go back to that? Right. And so uh, I've been to every Final Four since I was 12 years old, 1973, and I've been actually in the championship locker room three times. You couldn't get your kid in the locker room today if you were the head coach, but uh, security's gotten so ridiculous. Yeah, but times have changed. When, when, uh, without a lot of explanation, when Marquette won it and Michigan State won it in 77, 79, and Louisville in 80, I was actually in their locker room. So I was a uh, little kid with sharp elbows and who had to talk my way <laughs> into places. And so, again, that's 44, I'm sorry, 45 Final Fours in a row. And I've been to 144 consecutive Final Four games dating back to uh, 1973, including nine third-place games that uh, they stopped playing the third-place game in 1981. 
1983. I wasn't even aware there was a third place game. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah. 1983, I graduated from college, started the hoop scoop, and that summer was going to the BC and Five Star camps, and there was a new camp, the AFB camp, Athletes for Better Education. It was in Princeton, New Jersey, and it was the first camp of its kind where they invited the top players and paid all their expenses. And the three best players were Kevin Madden, Danny Manning, and Chris Worsburn, and it was a pretty good camp. Not great, but uh, I remember Larry Brown at all of Danny Manning's games, recruiting Danny Manning and, and actually uh, have uh, interviewing him and thought that was pretty good. It's a, just somebody breaking into the business. And then the next year, the uh, AFB camp had uh, Ben Wilson as the best player, the player that got shot in Chicago. And uh, the documentary, I guess most people know him by Benji Wilson, but he was always Ben Wilson to me. Um, and at the end of the summer, uh, they didn't pay their bills. And a guy named Sonny Vaccaro took over the camp, and it became the Nike camp. And most of you know the rest of the story. Right. <laughs> he gave you guys a, a short short version of it. But, I mean, you, you packed in a lot of history there. There's a so, lot going on there. So, so I, you know, people ask me, you know, I was never a good player. I'm a short white guy without uh, white man's disease. <laughs> Don't have uh, a lot of speed and quickness and size. So people ask me, what do I know about basketball? I tell them I've seen an awful lot. And yeah. so most of the shoe company camps in the last uh, – uh, you know, 34 years I've been to and, and seen most of the players. And it's kind of neat, you know, you see the players from 20, 30 years ago and, and you know, players from the late 80s that uh, you, you, you ranked and, uh, you, know, uh, you know, knew. And, you know, they uh, back when we had the printed version of the Hoop Scoop and we take Hoop Scoops and hand them out at Five Star and BC Camps and wherever, and, and uh, the players ate that stuff up and loved it. So, but uh, they, they, they thought the Hoop not like it is now. Back then, they thought the hoop scoop was the greatest thing since sliced bread. So you were probably you were the only publication at the time out. There is was that right? there was there were some others. Bob Gibbons had uh, All Star Sports, and and Van Coleman had uh, uh, Future Stars, and uh, he changed the name a few times. Uh, also, uh, Brick Ettinger, who. Uh, uh, is a uh, still writes for the uh, ACC Sports Journal, and he's actually the guy who uh, he was tipped off by Roy Williams to go watch watch a guy named Mike Jordan as a junior in high school, and he still tells that story uh, about uh, being the guy who discovered Michael Jordan, and to this day he says that Michael Jordan was the best two guard prospect he's ever seen. So that's a pretty strong statement. That's a real strong statement. Uh, he's been around for a while, and I, you know what? I probably have to agree with him. I mean this. Nothing's come through the pipeline since. I really don't think so. But what's really interesting is Michael Jordan didn't make the varsity as a sophomore. and Shaking my head. And, Shaking and, my and, head. And as a junior, he, uh, he um, Brick says he's the best two-guard prospect he's ever seen. At Five Star, he, uh, before his, the summer before his senior year, he was the co-MVP of the camp. In the McDonald's game, he set the scoring record that stood for, I think, 20 years, uh, was not the MVP of the game. Uh, then he has oh. the game-winning shot as a freshman in, as a freshman in uh, uh, college. And then um, he, uh, uh, you know, if you can't figure it out, uh, uh, you know that he was going to be one of the best players. I mean, there was a lot of evidence, but I just, there, I, I just wonder, maybe there was more to the story why he didn't make the varsity. With his athleticism, even when he was young, he was pretty darn good. So I think that's, uh, you know, I'd, I'd just like to. 
I don't know if that coach is still alive or <laughs> as to what his rationale was, but you know, sometimes you're sending a guy a message, you, you know, you know, a guy's going to go out and needs to improve and needs to work his tail off. And, and, and you know, sometimes it's not about uh, whether you're starting or as a freshman or sophomore in high school or whether you make the varsity, it's about where you end up. And, and he obviously, uh, you know, like a lot of great players, and that's one of the things I tell people, most great players in any sport work their tail off to get there. The one exception being Shaquille O'Neal, because he didn't have to, he's a freak of nature, but, but the, the, the truly great players put the time in. They bust their tail. It, um, Alonzo Trier is one of my favorite stories uh, at the University of Arizona. When he was in sixth grade, um, nobody had ever heard of him, so I'm at the junior phenom camp, and I'm like, uh, you know, how many jump shots do you shoot today? He said, I don't know, but I religiously make 500 when I'm home. <laughs> and so he, you know, from a shooting standpoint, he could he could score on anybody. He was the leading scorer in the history of the Nike YBL, and mm. that just didn't happen. He did that for years and years and years. His mom was standing there, and she said, "I can vouch for my rebound for him." She, yeah, see, see that he put so the I, work in at a young age. But I but I tell parents it's like, hey, you know, um, you know, if your uh, parents they don't, especially mothers, they don't always have a lot in common with their son. Well, you can go out and rebound for him. You can, I mean, f- f- know about uh, basketball. It's That's like, right. You uh, learn something. Uh, you know, be able to. You know, there's a, there's a common bond there that's that's uh, uh, you know it's it's not just about what he likes or what he does. You sometimes you have to to work at it yourself. That's right. That's right. Hey folks, today's slam dunk of the day is brought to you by RPMC Marketing. RPMC is a marketing company, a sales company. Whether you're big, small, you're an independent, just starting up today, or you've been around forever, if you want to generate sales, you want to generate leads, you want to bring customers or clients to your business, definitely look into RPMC. Excellent company that I have used in the past, and we're so glad they're on board as our sponsors. Check them out, RPMC. Let's talk about this. You talked about Hoop Scoop. Now, I know you got it as Hoop Scoop Online right now. I actually have the book. Folks, he has a book out. The book is basically, you want to tell them about the book? How to get recruited. How to get recruited. I had people coming up to me at camps and tournaments and wanting about the recruiting process and would would speak to at various places and I've incorporated an awful lot of the stuff into the book that uh, uh, you know some of it's common sense some of it uh, uh, a lot on the academic requirements that uh, have been enacted uh, since the book's been written three years ago then also um, you have uh, uh, what does Scott look for in players some some good stories along those lines and and then also uh, you know places to go to get recruited and um, again uh, uh, just a lot of perspective in terms of you know and the whole key is uh, some very important things recruiting is about building relationships and the school's trying to build uh, relationships with you but you can build a relationship with them and if you're one of the fraction of one percent of the great players out there um it's going to take care of itself they're going to find you they're going to go to the end of the world to recruit you if that's what it takes right but if you're one of the uh, other 99 plus percent players out there what are you going to do to put yourself in a position where you can make the best college decision and really enhance your marketability uh for the rest of your life and everything else you do i mean you know where you go to school usually affects who you marry where you live after basketball what your job is after basketball that's true that's a pretty important decision and with the transfer rate being well over 10 percent per year 
hearing at Division One uh, college basketball, that's that's uh, an epidemic of failure. I mean, over 40% of the players at Division One during the course of their career transfer. A great example, Nigel Williams-Goss, who if Gonzaga had won that game, would have been the MVP in the Final Four. He chose the University of Washington over Harvard and then ended up transferring two years later to Gonzaga. Uh, and I don't know all the details on that, uh, right. but uh, apparently the University of Washington was just not a good fit for him. The, the team was dysfunctional at the time. And, um, you know, but again, it's about uh, getting the most information, making the right decision. And to do that, you know, what are you trying to achieve? And, and each individual player is trying to achieve something totally different. And my suggestion is make a list at an early age figure out what you're trying to achieve here here here's the criteria and here are some schools that might fit that criteria and go and visit those schools if 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 especially if they're in your backyard and you may add uh, eliminate a school that uh, you've just gone to visit or, or you the coach may uh, change you know your initial list may be totally different than uh, it ends up being down the road but at least you got a starting point most kids have never have a, they don't have a starting point they're going to the next game uh, next event next tournament uh, they're thinking that some scout some coach is going to discover them and and give them a scholarship and and it's all going to take care of itself and guess what it's not and if and and and, and if you're a junior senior in high school um you know that's when it's important if you're in sixth seventh eighth ninth grade i love people oh ratings are important for you know i'm I'm the number 18 sixth grade in the country but guess what most people in our business aren't paying attention they've never heard of you they don't care and they're not going to hear about you for two or three four years but it is important because you're learning how to do it you're like the racehorse at the horse farm learning how to run Right, and so okay, so you've been to uh, Junior Phenom Camp's a great example. It's a competitive environment. They have all all star games. It uh, it's, it's it's a meat market basically uh, for sixth, seventh, and eighth graders, and and um, you know you you're on the worst team in camp, and the point guards jack uh, doesn't get you the ball, and and uh, they jack up every shot. You know what are you going to do to put yourself in a position where you're going to be successful? Well, if you and suddenly. Uh, fast forward, you know, you're a junior senior in high school, you're in the same type of environment, and there are 20 college coaches that are recruiting you sitting over there trying to decide whether they're going to give you a scholarship or not. Well, you've been there, done that, you, you know how to overcome adversity. And again, let's say you're a big guy and you're in a camp, just run the court, die for loose balls, hustle points. You can get uh, uh, 10 points a game just off of uh, uh, offensive rebounds. And Michael Gilchrist was a great example from your neck of the woods uh, when he was in high school at St. Pat's. Um, as a junior in high school, I saw him play six times. And in three of those games, he had 30 or more points. Mm. And they never threw him the ball. It was hustle points. And, mm. and he, 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 you know, he, he played every game like it was his last. I love what you just said. They never gave him the ball. He hustled for that. Yeah. He was, he was a 50-50 man. He went and got it but, off the glass. But you he can do it. it. That's the whole thing. Right. So you have no excuse. And You're on the floor. So, so yeah, I mean, you play defense. Do you share the basketball? The things that are going to make you a good college player, they're going to get you recruited. No, it's not, you know, jack up in every shot and get 30 points. And, and uh, you know, uh, and there are a lot of guys that do that. And I, I can sum up uh, uh, those players in one word, pig. <laughs> when I write pig, I know what I know what that means. I, you're, you're you're the. Do you write that on your? You write that on your. You write, when you when you evaluate, you got your piece of paper and you're. Oh yeah, you, you should, write pig on there. Oh yeah, you should see the, what 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 the uh, what actually makes print versus what I write uh-huh. uh, is is two different things. And there's sometimes when I will write the guys that you know. The, you the, actually the point, publish. You would publish guard. pig. He's the point. Yeah, I'd, I'd say he's a point guard from hell. He's a pig. He oh. cast up every shot. That's fine. <laughs> but again, it's a case of if you're a bad player, I probably wouldn't say that. If the better sure. your the, the better the player is. 
the more critical I tend to be because um, you know if, if if he's gonna if he's a good player at some point you know he's gonna have to uh, have the, all the TV people all the all the media the, you know they're gonna be on his case too at some point so how how do you deal with that but again that makes sense if if you're not a, if if you're just a, a marginal player and nobody cares there's there's no really no reason to be no reason to say anything like that no yeah. no he's just not ready period so he's just not and again point. it's 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 a case of you know it's not my job to determine whether um, a player is ready to uh, have that credit. Once he's out there, then you know you try and be fair about it and try and do it right. Um, but it, from a basketball standpoint, if he doesn't play defense, if he doesn't play hard, um, you know that's fine. I, I remember I, uh, years ago I uh, uh, wrote that Harold Miner went to USC was a total flake. And, you know, he'd go out and score 40 points one game and, and two the next. And his high school coach or AU coach, I'm not sure which, said that that was one of the best things that ever happened to him because he actually got pissed off and went out and did something about it and became a really good college player. So, again, I don't know if we have that kind of effect on whether that was true or not or whether we have that kind of effect <laughs> on any players. But but let's hope so. I mean, let's hope that, uh, uh, you know, they don't, don't go out and sulk and, and um, you know, they go out and and and, and get better because uh, you know either w- some somebody had some contra- some constructive criticism it's not about us it's about them so yeah when it comes down to these players now i mean oftentimes they do want to go and gravitate to to the people or the person that says what they want to hear mm-hmm. right so if it's not mommy and daddy if it's not coach whoever says what they want to hear that's the direction you go to give kind of reassurance and and all that kind of stuff like that. You don't do it that way. You just say what it is, and that's the end of the story. Well, I, I'll, I'll tell the best players in the country. It's like, hey, you know, you, you played really well. If you keep playing like that, you might get a Division One scholarship. And they okay. just look at me like, and but again, they know I'm not just telling them what they want to hear. That I'm basically, uh, you know, I'm, 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 I think I have a reputation of being a, a pretty straight shooter. So, and they know that. They probably know that. Uh, I think you got a lot of competition in your field now. Now let's start from the beginning. When you started, you just gave a few names earlier mm-hmm. that were in it before you and during. Now, listen, every state's got about six or seven guys doing this. I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's inundated. Uh, some claim that, well, I'm doing this evaluation for a college others or college coaches. Others say, well, I'm doing it for the public. So everyone's, I'm doing it for this camp. Everyone's uh, supposed to be evaluating talent or recruiting, I'm sorry, or, or uh, uh, ranking kids uh, for a particular entity. How does that really work? Who, well, again, who, who are we ranking for? Who are we, what is this? Well, again, I mean, I think the proof's in the pudding. Can you stand the test of time? Mm-hmm. Uh, are you willing to be an entrepreneur and go out and take the risk of starting a scouting service or a publication? Or, um, you know, it's, 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 it's a tough it's business. Tough. Yeah. However, the Internet has provided people with a forum to, uh, to be able to do that. You know, before the Internet... I had a guy in Ohio who still writes for me, Chris Johnson, who mm-hmm. worked at a newsstand, and he was the assistant manager of the newsstand, and he'd get newspapers from all over the country and, and have recruiting information <laughs> that nobody else had because, <laughs> I mean, he had access to it. So, right. uh, you know, That was smart. So, so smart. we were so far ahead of the game. The Internet uh, for a while was good for the hoop scoop, and, and now I think uh, you know we don't have the money to compete with, let's say, ESPN or 24-7 Sports or Scout or sure. Rivals. However, uh, you know – uh, and I've de-emphasized the recruiting aspect. I'm not so concerned about who commits to what school on a daily basis. But in terms of ranking the recruiting classes, covering events, uh, giving you a feel for what happened at the event, and then also ranking players, I think we're still you – know, I, I like my uh, 
uh, I'll, I'll match our track record against most people. And a couple interesting stories, Paul Biancardi, who is the uh, top guy for ESPN, I told him a couple of years ago, if you need any help on your rankings, mm-hmm. I'll be glad to you know, g- give me a call, no problem. Right. I, I said, Paul, but what do I know? I ranked you as the number one assistant coach back in the day in the college basketball. So, <laughs> so he couldn't say too much about that. So I thought that was – That was funny. I thought That's that funny. was a good lie. But, it's, again, I'm not – That's cool. I'm not adverse to stirring the pot, but it's, I kind of do it uh, – yeah, you, 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 you shake a few trees. I do it with a little bit of charm and you know it's just kind of my personality and and uh, I'm not really doing it maliciously but I like to kind of see what the reaction is and well you're a vet now you you want you can fool around with the rookies and the freshmen if you want I mean you you, you've been there and you've paid your dues you've been there for quite a while Uh, the information uh, and I'm going back to your book is is valuable Uh, it's timeless it's a classic I know before we got on air you said well look I want to you know I want to update there's a couple of you know things I want to kind of make it you know make it a little more uh, up to date but I tell you what Everything you said right now is it, what you're saying in the book is, is is dead on. I mean, maybe there's a few core requirements that may have changed. Maybe there are mm-hmm. a few uh, small things like that, but that that's not enough for someone to say, "Well, I'm not going to get the book." That that's it's irrelevant, folks. He didn't ask me at all to promote this book. Let's let's be very clear about that. I don't make I don't make a dime off the book. Uh, you know what? He's basically not making any real money off the book. Let's just be clear about it. He just has been asked the same questions over and over. And the people that want to know about it are folks like you and I who have children playing the game or just love the game or, or, or whatever the case may be. And he decided to put the book together to give you those answers, those those FAQs, those frequently asked questions. And uh, then it turns into a roadmap. It really it really is a roadmap to tell you really how to get around this game and how to help, get, as you say, how to get recruited. I mean, it's really self-explanatory. Folks, get the book. Go to Hoop Scoop online. That's Hoop Scoop online and and order the book you can order a book now i did that i this is how I've, this is how i met clark i i heard about his book i stumbled on it i read a little bit about it i wanted the book i reached out and i called the man and the only reason i called him was because i was unable to get the book as fast as i wanted it that was the only reason and he said okay look tell you what he picked up the phone immediately and sent me a copy immediately uh, for him, he didn't get rich. It was 20 bucks. He did not get rich off of my $20 at all. But I'll tell you one thing. He was, he was really more uh, concerned with me getting the book and getting the information. He's about you getting the information. And that's what I'm about. I hope you guys are getting this information and paying attention to it because you really can make some serious blunders. And I tell you what, once you make these blunders, they're really hard to undo. Just like we talked about picking the wrong school or going to the school and realizing this is not the right fit for you. Well, now you got to undo that. That's not so easy. If you took the time to kind of be proactive early in your career or your child's career, you would definitely have a little more information and be able to make some of the, you'd be better informed. I'm not saying everything's going to be perfect, but you'd be better informed. Um, let's talk a little bit about, and we talked a bit about you people know about Hoop Scoop Online. I want to talk about something that's really near and dear to my heart and everyone else's heart. It's really about the kids and kids kind of or parents or someone over evaluating and over just kind of really just giving a kid a little more than what he is. So you got kids who really may have done well, let's just say, in one particular situation, a, a public school system. All right. So they're doing quite well there and, they, and, and they, they think they're ready for it. They have no idea. They are totally different levels. And another level is higher and higher and higher, different schools, different programs, different AAU, all that stuff like that. Yet and still, they throw themselves into the pot, they throw themselves into the mix, and they expect, this is what they expect, I'm D1, I might go pro. I mean, I know I sound crazy saying it, but this is what I hear a lot. 
I'm looking at the kid. I'm looking at the prospect or the wannabe prospect, and they, are, I mean, they have no idea they're playing C level competition. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. These people are nowhere near ready. Have you ever had those people come across you, or do you just stay straight in the areas where you only are around the best all the time? You don't go to any of these other situations and evaluate other kids. How do you find the right talent? How do you separate the cream from the crop? Well, again, you go to. Uh you see a lot of different players in different venues, and sometimes you go to events where they're not even there's not one division one player. Right. Um, but basically, in, in basketball, um, from a projection standpoint, how does it translate? You know, in terms of if you're watching players at a middle school age group, how much is the guy going to grow? Right. And you know, how big are his feet? How big is the the mother, the mother dictates right. the height most of the time with with boys. So how tall is the mother? So if the mother is like six two, six three, and sure. and it's I mean crazy. that's a that's a big sign right there. Right. Um, but how does it translate? Most great players have one of three things: size, athleticism, outside shooting. The fourth thing that really separates players is how hard do you play. Uh, those are the type of things I have in the book as well. But that really uh, you know skills your position. Do you play defense? Do you share the basketball? Are you a good teammate? Those are, you know, there are a lot of different things that come into the equation. And bottom line, when it comes to rankings, it's a beauty contest. Which player do you like better? <laughs> and so basically. Say some- that again, man. Come on. Come on. You, you're telling me that when a coach says you don't have the look, what does he mean by that? It doesn't look like a player. But it don't look like a player. Yeah. But it's like, um, you know, again. What's he looking for, Clark? Again, I think. In, Those four things you talked about. I think. From Mars, from my standpoint, I walk into the gym. Who, who are you going to notice? You're going to notice the biggest, the, the, the guy that's you know, uh, seven feet. I mean, he's. A, this is a great statistic. There are roughly 100 million adult men in the United States, and mm-hmm. 3,200 were six ten or bigger. Wow. So I mean, no wonder we're scouring the world for size. Right. So basically, uh, you know, the first thing you notice who's who's the tallest guy in the gym. Okay. Then uh, you know who's in, in warmups. Who who's the athlete. Uh, you know, the guy with freak, freak-like freak athleticism, that right. translates, uh, you know, to a much higher level. Uh, I'm not so worried about strength, especially at, at a middle school level or even in high school. Uh, players are going to get bigger and stronger in most cases. That's going to take care of itself once they get into a weight room in college. Um, basically, uh, the, the, the next thing, again, outside shooting. And then, uh, you know, the guy that works his tail off to become a great shooter. And the, in the NBA, uh, guys that, uh, you know, they get an open look, you know, they knock it down 80, 90 percent of the time. It's yeah. like they shoot uh, open threes better than most players in college shoot free throws. They do. <laughs> so it's a case of uh, uh, those are That's the so separators. True. And, again, just the guy that dies for loose balls, you know, plays hard, you know, is going to run through a brick wall to beat you. Um, you know, those are the guys that, you know, those – those are the things I'm walking. I'm in a gym. I don't know a soul in the gym. Those are the guys that I'm going to notice first. What happens when a guy has two of two of four, one of one of you're, four, you're three six, of four? You're six, you're six ten. You're a freak athlete. You're the hardest working player anybody's ever seen. And you shoot the lights out. Your, your name is Kevin Durant. They don't make people like that. Ugh. If you if you have a couple of those things, but again, if you have two or three, you know, and again, size for your position. Michael Jordan had pretty good size for the two guard spot. Could shoot the, uh, became a great three point shooter. Right, was a ridiculous athlete and worked his tail off. He did, you know. So it's it's not just about being seven feet. It's about you know, are you a six three six four guard and can really shoot it? And again, right. um, Alonzo Trier uh, has some of those categories, but he's always been a lousy defender. He didn't have great players to play against. So um, you know, he has. 
the work ethic, and you, he's the type of guy you tell him, hey, you need to do this, this, and this. He'll go out and do it. He'll go out and uh, do he'll, it. He'll, he'll, he'll work his tail off, and, and those are the kind of the guys you want. Uh, the, 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 two, the two hardest things to get back once you've lost them are confidence and uh, speed and quickness and athleticism. Once you've bulked up too much, get too big, too strong, too fast, it's hard to get back. But once, if you've got a player who has done those things and does get it back, then you know you got something because he's going to work his tail off to get wow. back. Wow, wow. Hey, guys, thanks for checking us out at Let Them Play Ball. As you know, we're all about being a resource to our basketball community, trying to assist the athletes, the parents, and everyone else involved in this game. We want you to get involved with us, and we definitely love your support. Message us on Facebook so we can get started. We look forward to your support, and we thank so many of you who have been supporting us. We'll continue this conversation on the next episode. <laughs>